With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome. It's been a while, everybody. It's episode 122 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. I had to double check that number. And Luke corrected me. Listen, I don't know. We just haven't been here for a while. Um, There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, Martin, as he proudly says, has golfed 63 times this summer. Yeah. 63. I thought it was 73. Or was it, was it 63? Well, I don't know. It was in the 60s for sure. It was it some was, dumb number. Yeah. It was some ridiculous he, he, number. He's, so we're like, we're like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it on Wednesday. And he's like, no, I can't. Sorry, last minute. Can't do it. And he posts his Instagram story, golfing. <laughs> <laughs> golfing Classic at 6 o'clock. Long. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I got, I, 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 even though I'm playing in a volleyball league, talking hockey is still my number one. That's um, not true. <laughs> I would. I was able to do it yesterday. Yeah, but you're also the reason why we had to like change the time and then adapt and then all that. It's stuff always been because, me because it's always been me because of softball, or um, or also because of why I used to work till eight a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And now here we are at eight o'clock on a Thursday. This is the first for it's poor Luke. Let's hope he doesn't need to do a lot of work tonight. This is just this is a raw this is a raw dog episode going straight up for tomorrow morning. All of our episodes are raw dog. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website talkinghockeypodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at talkinghockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Yeah, I don't even know why I add the ad like add the ad breaks anymore or like any of that stuff because I don't even know. We don't even get paid for No, it. you don't need to. Like, are we even with Blue Wire anymore? We technically are, but technically, like, they don't send me money, so I don't give a shit. Okay, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not doing any ads. Yeah, for don't them. don't do ads. <laughs> like, I've been doing ads. That's the hardest part is I have to add those in every single okay, time. Okay, screw them. No, well, they haven't paid yeah. me shit. Well, <laughs> it's because the reason why we're not getting paid is because, uh, you know, where our, our our recordings have taken a hit. <laughs> yeah, but our, our quality is still top notch. Okay, exactly. That is all that matters. We so are limited not. in our quantity, but the quality is still there. And we'll yeah. get back to it now that the seasons here are what was supposed to be yeah, a, we'll a July and August. There was just gonna be what was gonna be August. We'll take August off. And then August became half of September, and we did one episode. <laughs> and now the season's starting. Yeah. When does the season officially start? Does uh, next point? Wednesday. Yeah, a week yesterday. Next Wednesday. Okay, so I basically. special news. I will be at the Leafs game against Montreal. Who's taking you? Um, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm going by myself. I'm <laughs> yeah, going sure by myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm going with Luke. And uh, we're we're going and we're gonna go. Oh, we're, we're sharing a hotel together. Yeah. And we're sharing a bed together too. That's really yep. cute. 
Yep, nice. we got a one. You get some one. cuddles after the game. Oh man! After the Leafs be... flop on opening night. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, they're gonna get the the rookie player that looked like shit during the Slavkovsky. Yeah, Slavkovsky's gonna score four goals. Clunky Engvall's <laughs> gonna score four goals. Okay. Yeah. Oh no! All right, we started. What, Russian, Finnish, David Clarkson, whatever. What's his background? Yeah, no, he's a uh, Slovakian. Slovakian. Yeah, well, um, there's lots to talk about here. We can, we're going to be giving our season predictions, and we're going to break it down in two episodes. So uh, if you're a Western Conference fan, this one's for you. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. People like both conferences. Both episodes are for you. Both episodes people. are for you. We, we want don't discriminate to... here. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to have to talk about quality. some Eastern Conference stuff you know, while yeah. we're talking Western Conference. But Currently, we're going to save it for next week. I, just, I think I made this joke last year. But I'll make it again. Currently, Arizona at the top of their division. Only because <laughs> it's ranked alphabetically. But that's still something. You they know? they so, could be at the top for at least another week, too. Like probably a week. A that's week. A, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, At so least until possible. next Wednesday. Speaking so of starting, Arizona, did yeah. you guys see this, the story about... Uh, yeah, yeah. I know we just said we weren't going to do news, but I feel like this is part of breaking down the Western Conference. Like, players are just unhappy <laughs> with... Um, that's the probably, stadium. I don't know why they're unhappy. Aren't they playing on <laughs> ASU's? Like, are yeah. they playing? What what university are they playing at? Is Arizona ASU? State, isn't it? ASU, yeah. dude. They have that's like literally the hottest school. But you also got to think. Of, uh, I mean, and also it's probably like every girl. There's like a white blonde girl for all the you know the hockey man type. Yeah, no, there's got to be lots of uh, like Hispanic people there too. Well, I think what it's well, I think that this is probably we're starting with Arizona, as you can tell, because they are in alphabetical order, the top uh, of the what division are they in? Central division. Central. Yeah, um, they they're not. Yeah, so central. they, but like this is probably the biggest story about Arizona is them playing in a in this is not this is like this is the most mind-boggling thing because. How are you a professional sports league with a playing having with no no place to play? And this is what they've come up with is a five thousand seat stadium in a university. What the players are upset about this this was reported I think by Nick Kiprios who said yeah this is even worse than they were expecting. None of them are the facilities there, and this is the home team. You also have to think about it, right? Usually, home team facilities are much better yeah, than if you're a exactly. road. Exactly, you right? make the way team deal with some shitty yeah. ass dressing yeah. room, and the home team has the luxury. Home team has them. the luxury, quote unquote, yeah. right? The whole the away team just has a dressing room. You know, still still facilities. There's still everything you need, but the home team, like you know, the Leafs' home dressing room has you know the big walkway and shit like that. Right. And, but this yeah. is, the, how are you running professional hockey games there? What's called, you know, like when Connor McDavid comes to town, what's he going to think of there? You know? No, but guys, Austin Matthews is going to go to He's gonna, yeah. in two years. Just remember that, right? He's going to go play in a university stadium. Because that's what he wants to do. And is there even any progression on an actual seat? Like, how long is this going to be? It's not a one-year thing. Like, no, this, this is. I think they they've committed to two years so far, and they're probably going to be there for four years. Total, it's a joke. I'm pretty sure. And how are yeah. like what? It's it's just mind-boggling to me that any. The good news is they might sell out the seats, or at least 
good have you also did you also see how much each ticket was yeah it was like, so expensive it was it was like leafs game type tickets price tickets yeah i think the only good thing about it is that the atmosphere will be a lot better because like instead of a giant empty stadium you've got a really small almost packed stadium you know but like what so that, at least the energy for fans will be better though there'll be very few what camera equipment do they have there? Like, what's the product going to be, like, you know, to, for someone yeah. watching at home? Yeah, that that that's the question. That's what I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, no, the question the is game, the the predictions of the Western Conference. So they're going to be bottom. It's they're projected to be the worst team in since like ever, <laughs> to, according to Dom Luxon. Yeah. Yeah, no, according to Don Lushizen in his uh, rankings, he has them as like the worst team in the cap era, basically, is based more or less what he said. Which, which is, like, again, incredible. is kind of what they're trying to be. So it I is think what they're trying GM to be, but they also aren't. Five GM. They were good last year at like weaponizing their cap space, like picking up things from other mm-hmm. teams and acquiring other assets. Like Shane Gossis, where they got a second round pick for taking him on, especially for a team that like lost all their draft picks because of, you know, a whole bunch of scandals, right? They were good yeah. at accumulating them over the past year, taking on Louis Erickson and. Uh, and they made JB something out of some of those yeah. guys. Shane Goss's bear last year was on like a sixty-something point pace, and they like didn't care. Just gave him ice well. time. He was unplayed. But like they boosted like, up his profile. Like if they can, if I think his contract expires this year, like they might. If he puts up a 50, 55 point pace, they'll they be able to actually half, trade him yeah. for ass. Yeah, exactly. They'll be able to actually get assets for him, potentially. Which is potentially. actually really funny. So they got like assets for taking yeah. him, and then they'll be get assets for moving him. They've had some strange moves, like Lawson Krause is a weird one, um, you know, that long-term deal, like taking Logan Cooley as well, like, is that going to work out? Like, while Shane Wright was dropping, they still took another guy, like, at third, third overall, yeah. I think. Yeah, is that going to pan overall. out? I mean, I mean, know, he's not going to step up, step into the NHL. He's going to still, it, you know, they year. have, they, they have some pieces. Jacob Chikrin's going to be a big story again this year. He was all of last year, still hasn't been moved. All, all summer I'm was hearing rumors. is just rumors, rumors, rumors about yeah. Chikrin and what he is going to go for. And, you know, Ottawa Senators fans seem to think they're going to get to trade like freaking, I don't know. Zaitsev like, and Zaitsev and for like a second round pick for him. I see like ridiculous trades being made or like Branstrom, Zaitsev and like some other random prospect. And somehow you're going to get Chitron who's on like a, who has like four more years left at like, what is it? $4.5 million or something like yeah, really, it's, really cheap. It's dependent on what Jacob Chitron you get. Like, is he the Jacob Chitron of 2020 or is he the, you know, yeah, I mean, he's definitely not going to be the twenty-something goal scorer he was before. Like that wasn't going to repeat itself, but he's still, you know, at his normal. I think he's a really good second pairing defenseman. At his best, he's a first pairing defenseman, right? So next up, any other thoughts about them? It's just, I it's mean, just going to be interesting. Just, it's just, just going to be a 
what the hell's going on there again? I just think it's funny that they're projected for 62 points and the next worst team is projected for 74. <laughs> like a 12 a 12 point gap's pretty fucking big. It's like that, it's like <laughs> that year when Buffalo it? was trying to tank for McDavid when they got Eichel that 2014 season where they were yeah. like they had nobody. Well, who was it was Colorado in 20 was it 2015-2016? Or 2016, 2017, the year where they just completely yeah, yeah, they bottomed yeah, out. Off. It was like the worst team I've ever, you know, I think it was the worst team we'd ever seen up until that point. And now Arizona's basically on pace right now to <laughs> to beat that. So that'll be interesting. Which is pretty see. crazy when you think about it, because they had McKinnon and Duchesne and yeah, they had pieces. <laughs> they had pieces, which was the most bizarre part. It was just like. What happened? Yeah, and then just uh, you know, complete mess, and then they turned their, you know, one eighty in a couple years. But Joe Sakic learned how to GM. Yeah, they still have like some good pieces: Clayton Keller, you know, Nick Schmaltz, whatever. But yeah, it's just there's not a lot there. Um, you're gonna go to Anaheim next? No, okay. Or I was going like okay, yeah, yeah. Anaheim makes. I go from like the worst teams. Oh, I thought you were gonna do like division. I was just doing looking at the division there. Okay, yeah, we could do Chicago. Yeah, let's do alphabetical in the division. Yeah. So Chicago, Chicago? it's a well. They had a whole mess of things last year, right? In the beginning of the year, Kyle Beach and the whole team, you know, scandals and everyone getting fired and. You know, they yep. made a big change in the organization. Um, it's it's a year of what are they going to do with Patrick Kane? What are they? I mean, Jonathan Taves. Yeah, I don't think the is whole going year anywhere. is just going to be surrounded with what what are they going to do with Kane? I feel they were like in the summertime. Like they made some. They traded to Brinkett. They traded Kirby Doc, who was a young player. Maybe wasn't going to be the top five pick they expected him to be when they drafted top him in three pick twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, and you know. Uh, they traded him, but they kept their veteran players, and they traded for Peter Mrazek, and you know it was. Which makes no, it, it still makes no sense because it's like, why are you going to keep Taves and Kane if you're going to trade to Brinkett? Like, well, I mean, like Taves, Taves is like borderline unplayable at this point of his career, unfortunately. Yeah, he's he, he isn't he's not what he good. used to be. He's not. But you will had... be able to find a team that will take him if you retain half. Yeah. Uh, because he did a couple of years ago, he did have a relatively productive season, right? He I did. think it was 2019, yeah. 2020. He had a little bit of a resurgence, right? Um, yeah. And then 2020, he didn't play at all, right? 2021, that half season, he didn't play at all because of a fatigue syndrome. And yeah, he, he came put up, back. He had uh, in 2018, 2019, he had 81 points in 82 yeah. games. So there's a little bit he, of a resurgence there. 2019, 2020, he still had 60 points, which isn't bad. But then obviously last season he dropped down. Or 2020, 2021, which was COVID year. He, he didn't, didn't play anything. that year. He didn't, yeah, he play. didn't play. And then he came back and put up 37 points. So like yeah. the drop off has been steep. Yeah. And I mean, Kane is a good offensive player still. But he has no one else to work with. Like when you look at who who even is on Chicago at this point, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, their first line's probably going to be Taves, Kane, and Lucas Reichel. I just I don't even know if you how if you pronounce if I pronounce that right. He's like a, a third oh, line, fourth Reichel. line guy. Yeah, Reichel, fourth line guy that 
you know, they're going to have to put on the top line. And then they brought in Athanasiu and Max Domi to be basically right. their second line uh, guys. And they're probably going to put Tyler Johnson there. But that's basically their top six, which is one of the worst top sixes in the league, probably. You know, Arizona's is probably there and Montreal's is probably there. Like both of those teams are probably the only other teams with as bad top sixes as Chicago. And they have, I mean, they have Seth Jones, like, taking up a large, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I'm looking at this roster, man. Like, this is, this is Jake McCabe's the, a good player, but he's going to be injured for most of the year, I believe. Um, well, like, the good thing is, like, you know, they're ready for the tank. Like, if they can trade Kane, because Kane's going to win them a few games, right? Like, they need to get rid of Kane as early as possible, in my opinion to really tank because they really they really want to be in the bottom three and they are projected right now to be in the bottom three but it's going to be close you know there's buffalo there's philly there's columbus there's montreal like there's a bunch of teams that are clearly tanking this year i mean columbus isn't clearly tanking they apparently they're trying to be good with an awful roster but they they need to trade kane early on so that they make sure that they stay at the bottom because they need to get one of those top three picks like that. That's absolutely critical for them. They, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this, like their goalies are Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock and Alex Stalock hasn't played NHL games in two years. And Peter Mrazek was probably the worst goalie last year. Yeah. Peter Mrazek was bad last year. They're projected for 74 points, which is, could even be generous. Depending on if they trade and Kane, they, there's no one wait, here who plays defense. Wait, wait, like, wait. let's like let Luke talk because I thought Luke was about to say something, and I haven't heard Luke say anything. I wasn't. I I'm, I mute my <laughs> microphone now when I don't talk because Spadina can be extremely loud with ambulances and cars. Yeah. So I have to. I feel like I don't want to be the next Martin. You know, I don't want to. Oh, what a good guy! For, what a for good that. guy! But um, no, I think. I'm interested in seeing where Kane goes at the end of the year more than anything else. Who do you guys think he goes to? Like, where do you think he'd... he'd I I feel like I saw reports that he's not... He doesn't have any interest in Toronto, but I'm not sure if that was like a Toronto Twitter account. That was a Puck Puck (laughs) Empry. That was a Puck Empry. You know that Puck Empry account? Yeah. The the Puck... Um, Yeah. it 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 was so stupid. I saw so many other accounts fall for it, too. Oh, like, a lot of people fell for it. It yeah. was some stupid. It was you like know, a picture of Kane. He's like, I don't want to go to this team that can't win. It was some it was some like first yeah. round joke. And then like I mean, everyone I, I else. I wish just... NHL players would say something like that, <laughs> yeah. but they never would. Or at least I feel them. like the sleeper teams would probably, or the like teams that would, I I could see are Buffalo if they're on the brink, like if they think they can make a push. Um. And I think Minnesota would be like a really, really interesting. They don't team. have the cap space, unfortunately, in Minnesota. Well, like no I, team, no thinking, team in but... the playoffs right now, like that looks like they'll make the playoffs, has cap space right now. Let's say that's dump the salary whole... back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole issue. I mean, the good thing is Chicago can take salary back if they, um, if they dump, if they can trade Kane, or yeah. if they like they have cap space. Right, like they do, mm-hmm. so they can take on salary to trade Kane, and they should be able to get a haul. 
they should be going for like some somewhat ready prospects or guys that can make the jump in the next like year. Uh, but I yeah, mean, they, they could actually at... end up going into next season looking much better because they'll tank they'll tank this year, get a top three pick, one of uh, Bedard, Mishkov, or um, Fantilli. And then going into next year, they will also have whatever team's first round pick, whatever team's top prospects, and then they're starting to they will starting to look a lot better coming out of the rebuild. So they could yeah. do fine. Yeah, I mean this year though, like there's a lot of guys that I look at who don't play defense at all, like Kane and Max Domi and Athanasiu and yeah, they've, you know they're gonna have the they're gonna be probably the worst defensive team. They might let in the most goals this year with with Peter Mrazek oh, yeah. and Seth Jones in the back end. Yeah, yeah, they might they <laughs> might actually Johnson, allow the Jack most Johnson's goals. here too. Oh man, bet the, bet the over bet the over one yeah. team's playing Chicago. I think actually Hawk uh, Michael McCurdy. Uh, from hockey vis the most one lopsided game that he predicts this year is Chicago versus the Leafs where the Leafs have like an 82% chance of winning that, the game. The Leafs That's are like getting Leafs are getting shut. You write this down Leafs are getting shut out that game. <laughs> they're getting out they're Chicago's out shooting on them back to back and the Leafs had like a break in between or something. All right, it's going to go quicker than this. Yeah. We've done two teams in 20 minutes. Well, okay. You know, okay. Yeah. Colorado are they going to repeat are they yes. taking a step no, back? They're not gonna reap. I think repeat, they're gonna but... take a little bit of a step back this year. I think they. I mean, something they're they still don't... elite. You think Georgiev is a good goal? No one's talked about this at all, right? Georgiev was not good last year. Yeah, right? he wasn't. And they are yeah. putting a lot on. I mean, Darcy Kemper was above average last year. Um, you know, he was a good goalie for them in his time there. They had Grubauer the year before, who also was very good for them, right? Um, yeah. Now they have Grubauer in it. And I mean, everyone wants to talk about the Leafs goaltending questions, but no one wants to talk about the Avs goaltending questions. Like, yeah, go, uh, The Avs goaltending is just as questionable they've as proven the Leafs goaltending. The, the forwards what, have proven themselves. Yeah, that's. I mean, they won the cup. You can't, they lost, but they, they lost Kadri, right? Big hole they there. They lost Kadri. They lost Burakovsky. Those Burakovsky, yeah. Between them, that's like sixty goals. You know, like that's and, it's a lot of offense. There. Yeah, I Though, mean, if you still look at their top six, like Lekkinen, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, Nishushkin, and one of Newhook or Evan Rodriguez, I guess. Right, depending on yeah who, who they put into that center position. I still have a hard time believing. They put Newhook in as second line center, like it, it just. It's got to yeah, be Evan Rodriguez, like that, but... I guess, out of those people, out of those options. Sorry. Yeah, but it, I think it looks like like from preseason what I've seen, they looks like they're putting Newhook there. So we'll see. Uh, but they still have one of the best top lines in hockey. They still have a really good second line with Nishushkin and either Lekkinen or Landeskog, depending on who's on the left wing there. So. I don't know. They're still a cup contender. I don't think they're going to repeat. The um, the goaltending yeah. is a like you got you got Huge Georgiev question, yeah. who was not good, and you have Francouz who's injured half the time, right? But they and, Colorado also has some like things going from like Byram coming in, you know, after that playoffs, he could he could have a really big year. And you got Sam Gerard McCarr. actually had a bad year yeah. last year, so Gerard could rebound, or Gale they can McCarr trade Gerard is, and. Yeah, exactly. Get a I mean, that's, center potentially, and that's true. boost their forward group. Like I think, 
they have a lot of potential. I don't think they're going to repeat though. I don't. Sam, yeah, Sam Gerrard could be an interesting one because he's on a, like a long-term deal at a low-ish cap hit for a player who can play in the top four for a, and is still like 23, 24 years old, I think, right? So yeah. I think that's an interesting piece that they have to move. On their D, that's probably the most likely one to move, right? Uh, Gerard, to, yeah. to improve on forward. Because they have one of the best D cores in the league for sure. You can't say enough about They, they don't really need Sam Gerrard. Like, they don't really yeah, need you got, like you They got... already have McCarr, who's going to put up almost a point per game. They have Devin Taves, who put up, like, almost 60 points last Devon year. Devon Taves was really good last year. Yeah, he put up, like, 57 points or something. You have Bone Byram, who, if you gave him the minutes, could put up 50 points. Like, there's, um, there's like, Sam Gerrard's just the one that's kind of left out. You want him on your team. He would be so good on so many teams. Like, I would take him on the Leafs in a second, you know? So... Anyways, like Luke said, speed up because we don't want to. Correct. Next up Dallas. is Dallas. Biggest thing that they did was sign Jason Robertson the other day. Do you guys think they make the playoffs? I think they make. Did the they playoffs. sign him? I didn't. They I, signed I, him. I saw. They just signed, they just him, signed him seven point five or three years or four four years. Oh, sorry, four years. Four oh. years. I so saw he, reports that it was rumbling, but I didn't actually see the final number. No, nah, it just came out last night, I think, or even last year, uh, yesterday evening. Yesterday. Um, yeah, it, I think. I mean, it's a good deal. It's a really good deal for Dallas. Like, uh, I think, like, I think Dom pointed out his model had him worth like fourteen million dollars or something. I don't think he's worth fourteen million dollars, obviously, but regardless of how you look at it, like, it's an absolute steal of a contract, especially compared to. Barzell getting 9.2 or something like that, I forget, or 9.5. Stutzla yeah. getting 8. Josh Norris getting 8. Like, all these other guys. Robert Thomas getting 8. Like, all those guys. So, absolute still. Of course, they didn't get 8 years, which is the whole thing. They didn't. He didn't get 8 by 8. He got 4 years. So, half of that term, which means his contract goes out when he's 27. And he has one more RFA year left, too. Which is big. Which is huge for Dallas because that means they get a little bit more of a discount for his next contract. I'm guessing he's, he's going to game game for one more year, a one-year contract after that, and then eight years when he's 28, and that takes him until he's 36, and he maximizes his uh, money. So, But Dallas has a steal for the next couple of years. But Dallas looks good. Like They don't look like a cup contender to me, but they look like they're going to make the playoffs. Right? They have They have interesting pieces there. I mean, Jason Robertson was great last year. Um, they got... Lupe Hintz was sick Lupe last Hintz year, too. Good. Like, yeah. I don't think enough people... Because Jason Robertson was so good, nobody talked about how good Lupe Hintz was. And, I mean, there are some, like, question marks. Like, will Mason Marchment be able to replicate his shooting bender last year, right? And, you know, his, yeah. his insane goal scoring, like... Was that just a uh, what you call it, like a one a one t- one year, you know, guy came out of nowhere? Yeah. Or is he is he gonna be able to replicate it over the next? And and four honestly, or five that's years? the biggest thing for Dallas because if you look like their top line, I don't think they're gonna change. Like Robertson, Hints, Pavelski, I think that's lying staying that line staying together. All those guys went basically point per game last year. Pavelski had eighty one points. I don't think anyone talked about that. He was, he's, and he's really good and really that's consistent. A, that's a super low-key 81-point season for Pavelski. <laughs> for like, and he's, what, 37 now, I think? Like, that's pretty yeah. crazy. So I guess 
like hoping Pavelski doesn't regress, which you know it's not likely considering eighty-one points last year. I mean, if he puts a, even if he declines a bit, but still sixty-five plus points, you can kind of rely on from him. Um, but yeah, Marshman is Marshman and getting Jamie Ben slash Tyler Sagan to rebound is figure basically that, yeah, figure that out. Yeah, because Sagan obviously he um, what was it hip surgery. I think, mm-hmm. um, was his issue. Jamie Ben, I don't think he's going to come back, but Sagan could come back, I think, and that makes their second line look a lot better. If Marshman can be like 70% of the player he was last year and Sagan could come back to being like a 55-point guy, they have a solid top six. Dallas just doesn't have depth. Like their bottom six is kind of gross. Like Luke Glendening, Foxa, Studenik, like is their third line. Or fourth line. That's an ugly fourth line. And then their defense is basically just Heiskanen and guys. <laughs> like Brian yeah. Suter isn't exactly what he used to be. Lindell isn't great. Hakampa, Colin Hockey Miller, Hockey. Thomas Harley. Yeah, Harley could they, be. I mean, they have some interesting. And then obviously they have some good prospects Ottinger coming up. Yeah, Ottinger is great. Uh, but they have some good prospects like Stankovin. Wyatt Johnston is like apparently I I didn't even hear of this guy and he was like a hundred point player in uh in uh, Windsor in the OHL last year. And, yeah, you know, so they have some pieces coming up anyway as well. On to I the think next they can team. make the playoffs. I think yeah, they can make the playoffs. Making the playoffs, like, especially considering I'd say the West. The over under should be around ninety five points. I'd say for them. Alrighty, who's up next? I might take the order. Who's after Dallas? Minnesota. I think they win. I think they they might win their division this year. They could win the division and they could win the Presidents Trophy. I said this already on Talking Hockey. Got I think I got like a, quite a bit of hate for it, but I don't know, man. They just they have a vibe going in <laughs> Minnesota right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, like the only thing that's that's holding them back is the 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 Parise and Suter buyouts. Man, if they didn't have those, like they would have been able to keep Fiala. Oh man, that that's, team I mean, that is a big unreal. loss, though. Fiala, Fiala is a big loss. loss. Huge, absolutely huge loss. I don't think people appreciate how big of a loss he is, but also full season Matt Boldy, full season Marco Rossi, like those guys can step up. I think, which is big for them. I think the question is, can Zuccarello, Hartman? And Marcus Foligno, like, repeat their years last year. Like, those guys had crazy years last year. Marcus Foligno had, like, what, 55 points, 60 points. Hartman had 60-plus points. Like, Zuccarello was, what, 70 points, I think. Like, those guys had crazy-ass years. You don't usually see that from those types of guys. So if they can continue it and then Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy step up, Big year potential president's trophy, especially if Flurry has a big year too. I know you don't like Flurry and much time, and a but... and a question mark in net. Yeah, you're right. They don't have <laughs> they don't have the backup of Cam Talbot, right? Like they have like Cam Talbot was a would be if they kept him. Cam Talbot's your worst case scenario, a guy who you know can put up average ish numbers in the NHL. Yeah. The good thing is Minnesota's always been a really good defensive team. You know, they still have 
Spurgeon. They still have Matt Dumba, Brody, you know, at the back. So, you know, e- their goalie- goalies have it easy in Minnesota compared to everywhere else. Like, Minnesota makes their goalies look good. Like, Devin Dubnik was not a great goalie for most of his time there. Still put up, like, 9-10, 9-15 save percentages yeah. year after year. Um, so, yeah, I think the, I Minnesota fans should be excited this year. They actually play some fun hockey when Caprizov is on the ice, and they could – I could see them winning the division. I think they're a dark horse for the president's trophy. Luke, who's next? I have no thoughts. Nashville. <laughs> I think Luke's entire premise is I have no thoughts. Nashville, like, was. Yeah, uh, I don't. Like, I don't think Nashville last year. Duchesne was like Duchesne, and like turned the clock back. And, to his like, prime, yeah. Forsberg had the had a career year. Um, Roman and they Yossi barely still barely. Year. Yeah, Roman Yosi was, you know, pretty much well. Saros was a yeah. Saros, yeah. Like I mean, Yosi's great. Yo, I think Yosi will be good. I think Saros will still be good, and they still barely squeaked into the playoffs. With that being said, right? Yep. I think that they miss it this year, and Dallas makes it. Yeah, I agree. I I like Dallas more than I like Nashville. I think major regression for Duchenne, some regression for Forsberg. Like, I love Forsberg, but he never did what he did last year. And, you know, Yosi's another year older now, and Saros will continue to be a star. But I don't I don't like anything. Like, they're defensemen. They're very average. They might have to play Fabro. Like, their right side of the defense is awful. It's Dante Fabro, who's not good. Mark Barowiecki. Who is you know? I oh, love. Oh no Mark way! Barowiecki. That's 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 Martin's <laughs> favorite player. I love Mark Borowiecki. Don't get me wrong. And then Alex Carrier, like that's the right side of the defense. Their left side's sick. Yosi Ekholm and McDonough, but that right side's awful. They have no offensive depth beyond those top guys. Niederreiter was a good addition, um, I think, and he's the only reason I have like any. Like slight likelihood that they make me the playoffs because at least he gives them like somewhat of a scoring, somewhat of a scoring line on the second line. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't like them for the playoffs this year. I think Dallas is making it. And I mean they got crushed in the playoffs anyway. Part of that was because Soros wasn't there to maybe steal a game. Yeah, but, I mean if uh, Soros has a Vesna year again, they could make the playoffs. Though, even with regression from, uh, Dushan and everyone. Anyway, who's next? St. Louis. Again, I don't I don't know about them. They were really good last year. Do they repeat their success? I think I think I like their chance. I I mean, do you like them over Nashville? I yes. think I like them over Nashville. Yes. But also a lot went right last year. Yeah, and that that's what I was thinking too. Like they they don't have uh, who did they who's the goalie that they lost to Buffalo? Um, oh, Billy Billy Huso. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was he to uh, Detroit, because, wasn't it? Or yeah, maybe it was Detroit. Yeah, it was Detroit. It was Detroit. Yeah, not Buffalo. My bad. Um, so they have to rely on a full year of Jordan Bennington, but they also did bring in Thomas Grice, who's had success before. Yeah, and... but Thomas Grice is also a. So, uh, did love sleeping at that. Yeah, he's uh, he's a what tie? Just say it. He's a racist. 
<laughs> yeah, but he, I think he fits in in St. Louis's net with uh-huh. Jordan. Pennings. He also was he also was awful in Detroit. But I mean, everyone in Detroit was awful last year. Like Nedeljkovic and Grice were both not yeah. good. Yeah, and Nedeljkovic won the Calder the year before, and then yeah. you know, yeah, but also goaltending. I think my biggest worry is their defense. St. Louis, like I like St. Louis's forward group so much more than Nashville's, and but I hate their defense and goaltending. So it's like, what do you want to value more? Like I think Nashville almost has a better chance in the playoffs than St. Louis, in that sense because their defense is Nick. They have Nick Letty on the top pair. They got an insane year from Falk last year. Um, I don't think they're gonna get get another year like that from Falk. Uh, and then their bottom pair is I don't even know this one guy Nico Mikola, and then Albert and then Robert Bertuzzo who's just a goon that shouldn't even be in the NHL in general. And then Tori Krug on the second pair, who's okay. Yeah. And they had big years from uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo last year, and I don't know if they can... Cairo's great, though. Cairo's your boy. Yeah, but they don't get a lot of minutes. Like, the what they did in the minutes that they did get was kind of insane. Like, there could be regression there if St. Louis doesn't actually give them more minutes to actually, like repeat those kind of numbers so we'll see i like their forward group i really like their forward group but their defense and goaltending is garbage anything else okay nope any opinions here (laughs) no opinions um next up is winnipeg i have both opinions on winnipeg oh yeah winnipeg what do you guys think about the did we ever talk about the captain situation and everything i don't know we touched on it we touched on it but like what do you make i mean that's that's not even the surprise based on what like the rumors that came out of winnipeg at all right like first it was patrick like the rumors of why patrick line a refused to want to didn't want to play there right yeah was shifley and wheeler like being you know, dicks, being to him, dicks, basically, and people like even reporters like said that the dressing room was they're all pricks in the dressing room, right? And there was not a good vibe going on there at all. Well, it even goes back to the Evander Kane days, you know, when yeah. we were all like, uh, Evander Kane probably was like an issue, and now we're looking back at it like, was he really the issue, or was he was definitely was an issue? And Sh- yeah, Shifley and Buffling just kind of dicks to him, and like unreasonable with everything <laughs> they what i'm interested in is like cole perfetti he basically has a spot in the top six that could be um what should we call it like uh tsn turning point that yeah. Could be a, yeah calder trophy uh yeah finals luke what were your thoughts on winnipeg before i say my my people well i've i've I see people saying that they think they're actually going to be like a, a fringe team or, or be pretty good um, because they have a new coach, Rick, Rick Boas. What Boas? Boas? Yeah. I mean, was he that good in Dallas? No. Like He carried like, them to yeah. like a fluke in the, in the COVID year. He carried them to the fluke. fluke. Cup final. Stars final, yeah. Yeah, I just don't I, – I, I don't Is he better than be Paul Maurice though? I think there's. I think there's a very. Is it better than Paul Maurice? I'm man of Florida. We'll touch on that next week. But Florida, yeah. man, that was a bad hire. I think the the two very clear teams in the Central that are gonna 
dominate are Colorado and Minnesota. Like last year. And then St. Louis from, yeah. is probably third. Yeah. From there, I could see Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. And Dallas. Like, yeah. I, 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 any four of those could kind of like make it, I guess. Yeah, I, I like Dallas's chances more than everyone, and then St. Louis over Nashville, basically. I don't see Winnipeg making the playoffs unless – Again, everything just comes down to like, is your goaltending and a fucking just like Hollybuck had an average year last year, right? Like he was not a top four goalie, top five goalie. The last whole year. the like, there's the vibes in Winnipeg are weird. But they did right? bring in friend of the pod, Sam Gagne. Oh, that's true. So they play him do we first have line? to cheer for? Do we have to cheer for Winnipeg now? Yes, no, a little bit. My question. No. A little bit. I think we have to cheer. When Sam Gagne is on the ice. I will cheer for them. Yeah, I think uh, my prediction, this is a hot take prediction, Sam Gagne, Hart Trophy finalist. That's my prediction. Absolutely. And and he will win the Stanley Cup yeah. and will win the, what do you, what'd you call the MVP of the playoffs? Why is that? Uh, I can't the, remember uh, Cons, uh, Con Smythe winner. Con Smythe, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um but if Winnipeg do not make the playoffs, it's because they didn't play Sam Gagne. That's right. That's exactly. my take on Winnipeg. Um, that and Connor Hallibuck doesn't have an elite season. That's my prediction right there. All right, I think Luke. like they're. I think they have a really good second line coming along though. Like Dubois, Perfetti, if he steps it up, and Nick Ehlers, like that's a fucking. That's that's your favorite really player in the league right line. there. That Nikolai is Ehlers, man. Top ten winger, man. Top ten winger gets disrespected by. He everyone. just needs power play time. Give him not, some power your, play time. Not your fault. The coach doesn't play him right. Right. He could exactly. be he's the best player in the league, but it's not your fault. The coach doesn't play him right. I exactly. Ty, you understand. Me. <laughs> you understand me, Ty. Also, if under new coach, he actually could have a big year if he actually gets the minutes. He gets played like sixteen something, seventeen minutes a night. If if he the coach is just like fuck it, let's give him twenty. You could see a ninety-point season out of him. So perfect. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. He played. He gave big minutes to some of his other guys in Dallas. So we'll see. Uh, who's next? Next that's is and that division. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. division. So we got Anaheim. Uh, it's another year where you're like, what are they doing? Right. Yeah. Like they got uh, Klingberg. They got. John Gibson still in net, and then you're and then you're just like, what? what like, are they trying to make the playoffs tanking. here? Or are they not? Yeah, they're not like fully tanking. They brought in like Ryan Strom and stuff. Yeah, but and they're like, you're, yeah, you're Klingberg. like, what are you they doing? They brought in Klingberg and Strom. Like, they're. I'm guessing that's like, you know, deadline moves, maybe for at least Klingberg because he signed a one year deal. But yeah, I don't really know what Anaheim is trying to do. I mean, they're not bad enough to be last place or they might not even be bottom five if you look at some of the other teams like easily chicago montreal arizona maybe even philly and san jose probably fell at the bottom five right and anaheim like what they need is a guy behind zegris or ahead of him like they need another top Line but you know who's there. been really good for them, or who looked really good. Sorry, especially at the World. I know no, you know, I know, I know no one likes just talking about the World Juniors. Corey but Terry? 
Uh, no, not Troy. Troy Terry's good. Yeah, Troy Terry had an unreal year last year. But I was talking yeah. about uh, Mason McTavish, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's a big – like, he was by far the best player at the world – the summer world juniors, right? Yeah. I'm not as hyped and, as I think he has the highest likelihood of winning the Calder right now, according to Bet360. I think they have him at like plus five hundred. Um, which is actually really interesting. Cause that's like that's a that's as much of a favorite as you typically have for a Calder favorite, which is interesting. But I think uh I don't know. How do you feel about him? I think he's good. I think he's gonna be good. But like you know that, that like they have some good pieces there, right? You have yeah, some good, like Jamie Drysdale, and you have like good young pieces. On you have a good young piece on D Jamie Drysdale. You have some good forwards, you know, Zegris and McTavish and Troy Terry, if he can replicate his success from last year, right? And then you know what would just really like round a whole bunch of what else? Yeah, you want um. Mishkov, you you they they just need that star winger. They, if Mason McTavish becomes that second line C behind Zegers, you throw on uh you throw Mishkov onto that team and they're just dynamite. Imagine Mishkov and Zegers fucking on a line together. Yeah, just, just destruction. But I also think like I think people got a little too hyped over McTavish over the World Junior stuff. Like part of the reason he dominated is because he's huge. You know, like he he plays big, and I don't think that works as well at, at the NHL level as it would in but, like the World Juniors and stuff, where you just dominated these children. <laughs> it's true. That's I mean, that World opinion. Juniors was like a fake. The spot in the summertime was like no one who was NHL, except for him, right? Was no one who was like you know on the cusp of NHL rosters was playing in this tournament, except for McTavish, right? It was yeah. all like guys who are going back to junior essentially. Um, but anyway, I think that's just an interesting guy for the team. They're not making the playoffs this year again. They're not. Yeah, they're not making. They're the playoffs, they're they're, they're again in that middling. Three. They're in that middling. Like, what are they doing here? Because they have a whole bunch of older guys. The thing is, Anaheim's been guys. very efficient with their draft picks. So even though they haven't completely bottomed down and got like the star stars. They still ended up with Zegras, who's, you know, I think they got him seventh or something. Yeah, or, I feel like it was know, somewhere he, They there, definitely yeah. didn't get him top five. Um, but, they, you know, there's like they, they've been efficient. So as long as they can keep doing that, they can rebuild that team. But, yeah, I'd like to see them just bottom out, get rid of all the fluff, you know. And then yeah, I mean, they got, they got friggin' um, Shattenkirk signed to a long-term deal. And you have, you know, yeah. like, why did you do that last year? They got it. They got Zegers ninth overall in 2019. By the way, there you go. Yeah, but I think, they oh, just... that's because Bouchard got or not Bouchard, uh, Broberg got taken right before him in Edmonton. That's why. It's just, uh, it's just, know. it's just like they're just a key. They have, yeah, they're finishing bottom ten every year, but it's not like they're getting quote unquote better. Like, I, I still don't think they're close. Yeah, I, they're not close. They need some big pieces still. They don't. They have some good prospect depth probably like a top 10 pool but they they need a lot more i think they need a couple more stars in there which is why um uh, they need to bottom out but yeah let's move on what's after anaheim luke um calgary i oh. think they're they not hear? as good as last year but they're what? not really hmm. i think uh 
I think again it was like a season where everything was they were dominant last year, and then in the playoffs, Markstrom was awful. I think that's they're... what it came down to. Do they uh, are they as good as last year? I mean, losing Matthew Kachuk for the team that Daryl Sutter builds, you know, how's that going to look? I think I think they're they're going to be as good as last year. I don't think they're better. I mean, Donishisen has them projected at number two, which is because I mean they're good possession. They're good. They're good possession team. But again, it's like it's like um, I don't know. They're listen to this top six. So Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli, top line. It's a pretty good top line. Not like top five, but probably top ten. You got on the second line. This is probably one of the better second lines in the league. Mangiapane, Kadri, and Blake Coleman. That's a really good second line. And then third and fourth lines are kind of ass. Other than like, yeah, they're pretty ass. Like Kevin Rooney, Michael Backlund, Dylan Dubé. That's like a, you know, bottom 10 third line probably. And then Lucic, Cody Eakin, Trevor Lewis. That's an awful fourth line. Just brutal fourth line. But their defense is insane. Like that... The defense, they need to trade one of those guys, in my opinion. Because none like, of, one of those guys isn't going to get enough minutes. Like Hannafin, Anderson, Uyghur, Chris Tanev, and Oliver Chillington. And then Zadorov, which is really bad. But anyways, like one of those guys isn't going to make play 20 minutes a night. So that I think they got to trade one of those guys and get a forward. And then that team is a cup, for sure a cup contender, if they do. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that there. Like, it's I, I they make the playoffs, they probably win the division again. But yeah, I take so I take it back. I think they'll be as good as last year. You're right. I agree with you. But also, Chris Tanev is he gonna be great again? Is Noah Hannafin gonna be great again? Uh, he's Tanev's had two years with it now. I think I. You know, yeah. I didn't trust him after that first year, but now I, I'm definitely trusting him for another really good year. I just think, like, the team would look so much more balanced if they just added one more score and then moved, like, another player to, like, the third line. They and, lost. But, I mean, yeah, they lost. They lost Kachuk and they lost Goudreau. Is Huberto and Kadri going to be think, able to? Yeah, they don't. And on top of that, Lindholm, a big part of Lindholm's success is Goudreau. For sure, but I think like, Huberto was a good. Huberto's a good playmaker, right? Uh, Goudreau was a he good. He is, playmaker. but he's not Goudreau. Like, but they have different styles. That's the issue. And yeah, like I, mean, I think like... the the success of like their first line was the chemistry, like how worked they, how well they all worked together. I think the question is like, now does Huberto and Lindholm work together as well as those three did? And to Foley stepping up on the top line instead of Kachuk, like. Uh, I don't really like that too much, but yeah. Anyways, I, I'm sounding too negative. I still think they win their division for sure. Next up, Luke. I believe the next up is Edmonton. It's, again, the West, especially the Pacific division, is so bad that I think they make the playoffs again. But I, I know think they make will, it comfortably, yeah. I, I just think that it's it's, again, a very... Firstly, it's a full year of 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 not Dave Tippett as coach. Okay, that's good. 
I think that like mid season coaching changes are always tough. They did look much better once they got rid of Dave Tippett, right? They don't have Mike Smith in that, but Mike Smith was actually really good last year, right? Inconsistent. Their goaltending is they got they like they don't have Koskinen and Mike Smith anymore. That's good. That's a plus. But instead you have Jack Campbell who on paper is probably a better goalie, but also was god awful. God awful for six months of last year. I think it's really just does is Campbell first half Campbell or second half Campbell? It wasn't even first half. Like Campbell had His first a, third. Yeah. First third and then like it was two thirds of literally yeah. unplayable. And if he's goalie. in the middle between those they make the playoffs very comfortably. But like their goaltending right now is Campbell and Stuart Skinner, you know? Or and... no, actually is uh is what's his name still there? I forget. Who? Who was the backup to Smith last year? Cost Costin has gone. Costin is back He's in gone, uh, okay. Switzerland, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So Stuart Skinner really doesn't have much experience at all. But I mean, they still have McDavid. You can't you yeah, they make the playoffs, title. yeah. They make the playoffs. Pacific's but, weak. It's a little bit more questionable if they're in the Atlantic, I think. It's, again, just a very top-two-driven team, right? And Jack Campbell, can he handle the pressure of... Like, Campbell, although he was the Leafs' starter, he did play more than 50 games for the team, right? Yeah, they, and Edmonton needs him to play 60. They need him to play 60 games. Can he do it? He got injured a lot. Right, like the short twenty twenty year, I think he yeah. played like twenty games maybe, right? And then last year was injured, and then when he wasn't injured, was good at some points, was not good at other points. Yeah, and they and, also do have a full year of Evander Kane, which is kind of big. But do can can I mean goaltending always with Edmonton has been a question. Mike Smith could Mike Smith was okay in the sense that he put up good stats but like you looked at him in net and there were some times where he like you couldn't you eat like he stopped everything and then there are some times where he was like flailing at the puck and missing it the good thing they're probably sec they're probably comfortably second in their division which yeah. is good enough which it, means that they you know it's just how far is Campbell I mean I, I love Jack Campbell in Toronto He's probably one of the most entertaining or like, you know, brought a lot good of spirit guy. to the team. A good, good guy. guy. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. Good goal. I, like, I remember the good moments of Jack Campbell, and I also remember the really bad moments of Jack Campbell. I think it'll also be interesting to see if Dylan Holloway can really stick it. And Dylan Holloway, Holloway probably has a top six minute. Big top part six, of that to yeah. bottom six. To make that bottom six work, I really feel like Dylan Holloway's got to be a presence there. So... I think that's the other thing that uh, it's hinging. And then, like, you know, can Cody CC keep up what he did last year? Like, he had a decent year last year, I think. Can he do that again on the top pair? I don't know. But, yeah, th- those are the question marks, in my opinion. Next up, Luke. Who's next? Next up is Los Angeles. Again, they this kind of feels like Anaheim in the sense, like, are no, they I good? think they have a bit more direction. They have, they have more direction, but they have, like, they have young players, and then they have players really who I guys. think are 
good older guys though. Like Arvidsson, I think is good, right? Deno was really good. Drew Doughty Especially was Drew Doughty had a big is, bounce back year until he yeah. got injured. Uh, Anze Kupitar is still Selke level player. Yeah, really good. Um, but yeah, I also don't think they're. Uh, and you know, Ty's gonna brag about this. They really need Byfield to. Thank you. Be Byfield. They really they need, need him to be really what he thought that. they thought he was going to be. They need him to be a second overall pick, right? Like Zegers, like I think, uh, like you know, they they need Zegers level uh, production out of him going into the next two years for sure to make the team work because otherwise, like this team's going to be a middling team because they don't have high high level guys, especially once Kopitar like Kopitar's in the last year of his deal, I think. Or next year's the next, whatever. Like he's, you know, he's old now. He's not going to be at the top of his game. Kevin Fiala was a huge get, though. We can't forget that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the Massive second year get. that they made a big get. Yeah, like Arvidsson was a big get. I think the Arvidsson I mean, and Dano were big gets. Kevin Fiala is a big get. Like they really solidified their top six. But again, they're not a cup contender, so it's like they're going to be they're basically they're going to be stuck in the middle. Unless they get a high impact guy at center, aka and, Byfield, and they have, I mean, Cal Peterson's in net. They don't have Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick no. also had like a resurgence last year. I Luke's think favorite Quick's goalie. back this year. Is he? Quick's back this year. Yeah, is he, he is. Okay, yeah, never mind then. I take it so, back. Their defense Sorry, looks decent-ish. Like you know, Sean Jersey's good. Matt Roy's good. Sean Walker's solid. Mikey Drew Anderson's Daddy's. also pretty good. Yeah, Mikey Anderson's good. Like, I think they have a very solid... They have a good enough defense for, like, you know, to make a run in the playoffs. I don't think their forward group is good enough, though. I mean, they took Edmonton to seven games last year, when I don't think anyone expected that, right? Yeah, and they have gotten better, too. Yeah. Whereas Edmonton hasn't really gotten better. They've stayed the same. That's also a fair point, too. Yeah, I think they also comfortably make the playoffs. LA. Um, and I think, yeah, looking at that division, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Luke, who's next? Next up is San Jose. Yeah. They miss it. Yeah. Yeah, they're missing. There, there's no chance they're making it. Even with like a Carlson bounce back year. Again, again. Carlson was really good last year. Yeah. Carlson Turn was back great the clock. Year. Yeah, they're just. The team's just bad everywhere, basically. You know, I'm I pray Reimer has a great year, you know, because I love that guy. But you know, the top line is Timo Meyer, who I love, Thomas Hurdle, who I love, and then Alex Stander Barbanov. You know, like Barb and Barbanov had a really great year. Sorry, yeah, Barabanov, uh, who he had a great year, but not top six guy. Right now, the line projections has Luke Kunin in the top six. He's barely even an NHL player, in my opinion. Uh, the bottom six is... Like, they just don't have a support cast. Like, they have a couple really good top guys. Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, but then it's just a bunch of bleh. So, yeah, they're not exactly. make, they're not making playoffs. All the, all, I don't I mean, think there's any chance. San Jose, and, San Jose and Anaheim are like two teams from just like... It's a whole bunch of, bunch of bleh. Yeah. Right? I think Anaheim even has a better chance of the playoffs than San Jose does. Yeah. Probably. 
Does it and is it last Vegas here, Luke? Uh, Seattle's next. Oh, Seattle. Okay, Seattle is an interesting team. Like you've said it several times. You've said it several times. So they have probably the best wingers in the NHL right now. Yeah. Best wing depth in the wing NHL. Depth, sorry. sorry, that's sorry, not that's not what I meant. Yeah. I, you're right. Wing depth, yeah. I meant. They have yeah. a whole bunch of good, solid players, like not they're, superstars. Their top. So, like, I'll read out their wingers on left wing first. Jaden Schwartz, really good top six winger. Jared McCann, very good top six winger. Brandon Tanov, really good top nine winger, third line winger. Uh, Ryan Donato, really good third line winger. So their top. You know, all their left wings and all those guys can be in a top six too. You don't want you don't want Tanev and Donato in a top six, but they can be. And then on the right wing, they have Eberly, Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, and Donskoy. All three three of their top nine wingers on the right side could easily be on a first line. And Donskoy is really you know, he can be in the top six, but you really want him on the third line. Like that's the best wing depth in the NHL. But yeah. everything else is awful. But like they have some interesting like it's gonna be fun to see Shane Wright, of course, the whole you know story there. Maddie Beniers is also I think you're already talking about the uh, caller lines. Maddie Beniers, I think, is the, the other night. Yeah, yeah. Maddie Beniers, I think, is the favorite right now. He's the second. He's behind McTavish. Well, yeah. yeah, one of the one of the favorites. Sorry, yeah. um, Grubauer. Can he figure out how to stop a puck again? The D is still kind of eh. They have Martin Jones behind him too, so that's yeah, gonna be rough. Rough. The D is kind of eh still, like no stars yeah. on D. Hackstall is coach. Hackstall's coach. I don't think they make the playoffs. You're correct, but I don't the think wing depth. It's gonna be a better, a better year than last year, I'd say. Well, I think the reason they don't make the playoffs is goaltending, coaching, and their top four defensemen like Vince Dunn, Adam Larson. Alexiak Schultz is not a good top four. Like, only Vince Dunn out of all those guys should be in a top. And maybe, like, Alexiak can be, like, a f- number four guy, basically, I think. Alexiak's I sister, on the, well. Alexiak sister <laughs> on the other hand. Penny. Yeah, you know what? Throw her in there, and she Probably can better, replace, yeah. yeah, Adam Larson or Justin Schultz there. I think she'd perform better. She's a She's a star. She's a star. And then last is Vegas. Right? Vancouver. Oh, how do I keep forgetting? I, I keep forgetting about these teams. <laughs> Vancouver's an interesting one, though, as well. Like, I don't think they could. The they could. I think they're like 50 50. A full year of Bruce Boudreaux and his good coaching. Yeah, you know what? He makes the playoffs. Boudreaux makes the playoffs. They make it. And, like, they have, like, Elias Pettersson. Is he gonna have a good full season? JT Miller, you know, you got you got you got the parts there. Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko, right? Yeah. And a full year of having an, a, a legitimate NHL successful coach. Because they were really yeah. good under Bruce, right? They they were good under Bruce, and if there's one thing Boudreaux does he might not always like you know do super well in the playoffs, but in the regular season he makes the playoffs. Like I think this past year was the only time in the last like I don't know how long that his team didn't make the playoffs. Like every year with Minnesota he did. Every year with uh, 
who is before who is before Minnesota? Uh, Washington. Uh, Washington. Yeah. So Washington, he did. Oh no, it was it was Minnesota. Washington and Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim. Although he did have a year where he didn't make the playoffs of Anaheim. I'm pretty sure. Might be the year. Might that might be the year he was fired. Yeah, but right. I mean Anaheim was awful anyway, so it doesn't count. But yeah, uh, really good team. They have a lot of potential too. Like Elias Pettersson coming back to be like a top ten center, like he was showing he would be. Like he's really regressed the last two years. I don't know what the hell's been going on with him. Hoglander could have another, you know, he can have another big year. Connor Garland's there. Like I like their wing depth for the most part. Uh but their defense, man. Yikes. I, I don't know yeah. what to do with the defense. Like Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers is their projected top pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know Quinn Hughes is great. Then Luke Shen is his, might be his partner. You know, it's just a mess on defense. I don't know. I think they can make the playoffs, but they're they're not winning around unless and, you know Demko I mean, does another twenty twenty playoffs. You know, just stop everything in his way, sort of thing. What were you gonna say? Um. I was going to say I don't remember. <laughs> Thatcher Demko can win you around. Oh, I was gonna say it was Hoglander's a big question mark because Bruce hates him. Yeah, I know. But he had like it's so bizarre because he had such a good like first step into the NHL. Like he was great. Like but he, full yeah. energy, physical, getting to the net. He was fucking just doing everything you wanted a guy to, like him to do, and now he's just like he's been yeah. bleh, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like they so. they need to trade him if they're not going to give him like the opportunities because I think like he could really be a player. Like he can easily be a really good like guy that you throw on the third line, or even and guy who can step into the top six when needed. Yeah, and then you know Ilya Mikheyev brings the vibes. But so. is also is he worth five million dollars? Probably not. Four point five, I think, right? Yeah, whatever. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, no, he isn't. But yeah, I like I like their chances to make the playoffs. I think like in the Pacific, it's Calgary, Edmonton, L.A., Vancouver, Vancouver Wild Card. Yeah, yeah, and then you know Vancouver and Seattle might fight it out depending. You know, like Seattle could fire Chuck Fletcher, bring in a new coach, and go on a run. Hackstall. That's also possible. What did I say? Chuck Fletcher. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Hextall. That's what I meant. Yeah. And then lastly is Vegas, who is could be good, could turn I it around. About Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Cassidy so, is their coach, right? Huge question marks in net. Yeah. Do you even know who their goalie is? is? Logan Thompson. Logan Warren. Thompson. And so I couldn't have guessed that if I wasn't looking at. <laughs> um, yeah. If I look, wasn't looking Robin at. Robin Leonard's out all year, but they have. Looking. They also have the. Like they also they brought in hurt. Phil Kessel. So. Yeah. You know you're 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 going on a run with Kessel. I think. It, yeah, yeah well, and Kessel know. brings the vibes too. He but I mean, they the got vibes. you got Jack Eichel. Didn't Kessel have some like harsh words to say about Arizona too? Not the how they he, it's he's like it's nice to go to a team that wants to win or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Do they make the playoffs? But then also, Kessel went to a team, the Vanta Vegas, and was like, it's nice to be with the team that likes to win. And then Pat Ruddy left and was like, it's nice to be with the team that, that cares, that about, cares about winning. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what the hell is going on there. There's some, I don't know. I just found that funny. Um, yeah, sorry, Ty, what were you saying? Do they make the playoffs? Again, it's like a maybe, like the, like a wild card spot you would see for them. If it's everything 50, goes 50. right... Yeah. The, everything was like they should have won the division last year on paper, but for sure, yeah. what the hell happened in Vegas last year? Like, you have a full year of Jack Eichel. You have, you know, the team's old, right? Mark Stone, back problems. Petrangelo was Petrangelo. Mark, I mean, they got rid of Pacioretty now. You know, Pacioretty's a huge loss. Like that's. This is a team that needs to win every year if they want. Like, like they don't have any pieces to even trade. And they have a goalie who's... Yeah, they don't have a cap room and they don't have a goalie, really. Well, who knows? They have a question mark in net for sure. They have one of the biggest question marks in net that I've seen. Like, I haven't seen anything from Logan Thompson. And Lauren Brassois barely got time in Winnipeg. Right? So, like, that's... Yeah. Petran, like their defense could be okay as long as Petrangelo comes back from being awful. Um, are they going to play Kessel in the top six? Or are they going to staple him beside uh, beside Eichel? That would be kind of interesting. See what, yeah. what happens there. Might have to. Yeah, might have to. I mean, if Eichel comes back, I think the determining factor of Vegas making the playoffs is does Eichel come back and be like, you know, like everyone was saying, you know, there was a debate going on about Eichel being better than Matthews, which I always thought was ridiculous, but there were people that were saying that. Can yeah. Eichel get back to that kind of level of play where you're like, oh, could Eichel be better than Dreisaitl? Like if if Eichel's Dreisaitl level, level good and comes back to that kind of level, they make the playoffs, I think. And Mark Stone. Mark Stone needs to be a top five winger again too. Yeah. And not if those hurt. guys come back. Yeah, and stay healthy, of course. But if those so guys fifty fifty, yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah, I think it's very it's very fifty fifty between them and Vancouver. Yeah, I think LA just you know they're I'm I feel comfortable with LA everywhere, whereas there's issues like Vancouver. I don't like their defense. Vegas, I don't like their goaltending, and LA, I just feel like they're comfortable everywhere, which is why I have them at three. Anyway. That being said, that's our, that's our Western that's Conference prediction. Conference breakdown right there. We Next really week, predictions. But. Yeah, but you know what? We, <laughs> playoffs in the playoffs in the Central is fuck. Uh, Colorado, Minnesota, and Dallas, and then in the in the Pacific, maybe St. Louis. Wild card, St. Louis. Yeah, and then yeah. in the Pacific, we're saying Calgary, Edmonton. L.A. and L.A. Vancouver. Okay, if you have to pick, if yeah, you have to Ve- pick between Vegas and Vancouver, who are you gonna pick? You I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Vegas. Yeah, simply I'm gonna take Vegas too. for a full year of Eichel and Bruce Cassidy is a good coach. Bruce Cassidy is a great coach, for sure. But Bruce Boucher is also a good coach. Bruce Boucher is also a good coach. Actually, Bruce Cassidy is a great coach. Unless, apparently, you know, Boston players hated him or something. But Bruce Cassidy was a fantastic coach. I, who do you think is a better coach, Boudreaux or Bruce Cassidy? I Cassidy. like Cassidy, but yeah. I like Boudreaux too. 
I like them both. That was a cop-out answer. They're both top 10. <laughs> both of you. I think Cassidy's better. I think it's the... Yeah. I think... Boudreau was really good at getting expected goals for, like, uh, especially with Minnesota, who was always that middling team while he was there, right? Yeah. But he got the best, like, expected goals for percentage. Didn't dominate possession by any means, but they dominated expected goals percentage goal, you know, in the games Boudreau. that they played. Yeah. I and think... this will be the first full year with a Boudreau, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were they were playoff level good with Boudreau after. But they were way they were way behind. They were the done. Yeah, they were just, by the time. They were just like they were done by the time he got there, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're on this huge run right now." I was like, no, "There's no way, unless they become like a hundred and ten point team, <laughs> that they're making the playoffs yeah. right after that start." But they should have fired Travis Green forever ago. Don't know what took them so long. Um, yeah, that's our and we'll, it's our we'll Western see, Conference. We'll, we'll be back for yeah. Eastern Conference next week. With Marty, we saved Eastern Conference for him since he watching the He's gonna be yeah, golfing. Yeah, he probably won't be. Yeah, Alrighty, uh, thanks anyways. for listening, everyone. Love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. If you're in Canada, if, if you're in America too. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.